0: This is Brother John Metter and I greet you today in the precious name of Jesus and I pray all is doing well. You know, I think most of the broadcast last week I was relating a visitation that I had in 1989. uh, How the angel of the Lord came in and touched my life and that was one experience that totally changed me. Brought me forward in a word and an anointing that to absolutely revolutionized my life. But I think there's one thing I want to talk about today, and that's prayer. And getting people to return back to prayer and back to seeking God. People, we're in a place today in our nation, and I've never seen anything like it. And you could not have told me back when I was growing up in the 50s and 60s that this kind of spirit would have taken our nation over, but there is a spirit of idolatry and murder that is emerged and it's coming forth with a vengeance. And the only thing that's going to stop this is the working of the Spirit of God, and that's got to come through prayer and through seeking God. We have got to have a spirit of prayer in our churches, but more than anything, we have got to have The restoring of prayer to our homes. And I know many of you have heard me say on this broadcast over, uh, the months we've been on that I was raised in a home with prayer. Prayer was, uh, it was just something my mom and dad done. They, they prayed, they sought the Lord, they walked with God, uh, I've seen many, many miracles in my home. I've seen severe burns healed, broken bones healed, all manner of sickness and disease healed because my mom and dad knew a God of reality. They knew a God of healing, a God of deliverance, a God that by His name Jesus and His stripes brought healing. They believed that. They lived it. They walked in it. And we saw God bring it to pass as we were Growing up as young children, I don't care uh, what your belief is, I don't care what church you go to, prayer and relationship and seeking God makes the Word of God come alive in your life, it makes the Word of God come alive in your soul. And if you practice God's Word and reading God's Word and believing God's Word in the uh, an atmosphere of prayer and serving and worshiping God comes into your home. it will totally transform and revolutionize your life. You know when I came to the Lord in nineteen seventy two and I keep telling people, I totally surrendered. I surrendered to the Lord, I surrendered my life. I surrendered my whole body, my spirit, my heart, my soul. I surrendered myself to the Lord, and immediately uh, the Lord blessed me with a spirit of prayer. And I began to pray and seek the Lord and study God's Word, and I did it for hours and hours and hours on end at a time, sometimes two, three, four hours a day would be spent in study. Another two or three hours was spent in prayer, in seeking God, and sometimes that was a couple of times a day. God blessed me when I first come to him that uh, I was in a position that my mom and dad worked with me. It wasn't that I didn't want to work. It's that they understood the call of God. They understood what God had done in my life. So they allowed me that time to seek the Lord. And they allowed me that time to live with them and to spend my time in prayer, study, and in fasting and in seeking the face of God for God to establish that call and that working of the Spirit of God in my life. So God was good to me, but the spirit of prayer that God brought into my life was something that has kept me It has sustained me all these years because it got rooted and grounded. It got settled and established in me. And I've kept that spirit of prayer for 47 years. That spirit of prayer has been there. And we've got to turn back to God in prayer and seeking God. There's nothing going to stop. This spirit of murder and this spirit of idolatry that's rising in our nation, and you say what you want to about it, it's a spirit of murder. You cannot birth a baby inhabit there, born and alive, and then decide to put it to death. That is just plain old out-and-out out murder, allowing a baby... To go all the way to the, uh, delivery date and then putting it to death. It's murder. You call it what you want to. It is murder pure and simple and God is not going to forgive this innocent blood. He's not gonna do it. He's not gonna forgive this blood that's been shed, uh, by these people because of the innocent. They're, these these babies they can't defend their self. there's no way for them to defend theirself and God will require this I'm telling you God will require this and we've got to uh awaken ourselves and stir ourselves and get ourselves to that place that that God can talk to us and, and know and understand that that God will fight. I found a scripture in Jeremiah uh yesterday or the day before, uh, where God the 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 sins and I can't remember if it's Jeroboam or another king done in Israel, but God said he would not forgive that innocent blood, he wouldn't pardon him. So we've got people that are putting uh innocent babies to death and it is going to bring the hand and the wrath of God. You know, God's judgment is one thing. God's wrath is totally something else. And I fear that this type of evil, and I do not know what people are thinking. I do not know what's in their minds. And there ain't a no one of you out there, that's uh, you mamas that's had kids and raised them. That have the uh, love of God in your heart, that you do not cringe at the thought of this stuff going on. It just—it's it, inhuman. But you know, the Lord said in His Word that in the last days, that uh, women would leave; they would be without natural affection. It's—it's it, it's a spirit of a beast. It's unclean. It's unholy. It's ungodly. It's abomination. And the only thing that's going to change it and turn it around is prayer and in 2013 I began to minister on the family altar and God had me instruct people and teach them in your home go to prayer, in your home set a time With your family, you husbands and wives, come together. Get down beside one another and pray. Get down beside one another and seek the face of the Lord. If there's problems, if there's pressures, bring them to the Lord. Talk them out. Discuss them. You do not have to get angry. You don't have to be hurt and upset. Sometimes life just happens. Sometimes We just go through pressures of life. We go through things. We go through tensions. But me and my wife learned years ago. And she looked at me one day, and there was some tension over some situations. And she said, look, she said, the Lord just told me you're not the enemy, and I'm not the enemy, but this is Satan trying to divide. You take a a husband and a wife that love God and are especially called to ministry, it's one thing for the husband to be called, but when both the husband and wife are called to ministry and they have obligations in ministry, a lot of times it puts strains and pressures on a couple that go far beyond anything, any other couple experiences, and we've got to have that leadership and that wisdom and understanding of what to do and how to be led by the Spirit of the Lord. And there's not many ministries out there where husband and wife labor in ministry, and you've got to get that balance. You've got to get that wisdom and understanding of the Spirit of God, and above all, you have got to have that time of dedication and seeking God. How many times have I told people and told people and told people There has got to be a balance. There's got to be a balance, children. You have got to balance your relationship with God with your family duties and responsibilities. I didn't understand that in younger days. I didn't understand that in the early days of my ministry and my walk with God. But there's got to be balance. The trouble is you got so many people out here now that are uh, in ministry and claiming to be in ministry, and they don't have any leadership. They don't have any leadership. They don't have any examples. They don't have any ministers that has fought the good fight of faith, that has weathered the storm, that has survived the trials and the tribulations and the afflictions. And the persecutions and the pressures that come through ministry and they don't have anybody that they can turn to. God is, has raised up and is putting out on the field the government ministry that He set in the church in the book of Acts. You cannot have a functioning church of the Lord Jesus Christ without the five ministries. You can't do it <laughs> according to Ephesians. 4 and 11, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And the very reason in verse 12 he done this, it says, For the perfecting, or the maturing, or Christ wants to complete in you what he has begun. And if you will allow him, and if you will allow the working of the Spirit of God to put you through the trials and the testings and the afflictions and you will stand upon God's Word and stay in prayer and seeking God. God will bring you through according to His will, not your will. You cannot walk with God and be in ministry and live your life and live according to your own will. There are too many people now come to the Lord and they want to serve the God of their imagination is what I call it. Because people get this idea that they're going to uh serve God in a certain way and they're going to fulfill their life and they're going to do this and do that. And and they're going to raise their children this way and they're going to uh, go to church like this and it's the God of your imagination. You cannot dictate to God how you serve Him. You cannot. Uh, set your life after the pattern that you so desire. It will not work. I'm telling you it won't work. I've seen people try it. I've seen people do it. I've seen people go after things that... Uh, they thought was the mind and will of God, but all it was is the God of your imagination. And it's time to come aside, you that are called to ministry and set your heart to seek God and get the mind of the Lord for your lives, for your ministry. Get the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that uh that is out there And I know it's few and far between, but God is revealing greater ministries. And He is doing this for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. The ministry will not work off of evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You have got to have this foundation. When you just have pastors, evangelists, and teachers, you do not have the foundation that God set in the New Testament church. For he said in Ephesians 2 and 20 that we are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And this is why that uh, things are in such a mess spiritually. We don't have that leadership of the apostles and prophets and some of the ones out there that's went out and got them business cards and put the name of apostles and prophets on it they they don't know what the ministry is they don't know the responsibility they don't know the doctrine they don't know how to establish people in the faith they don't know what their calling is they don't know what their responsibility is But God is now bringing these ministries forth, and it's the only way for the church to come in the maturity and the strength and the understanding and come forth in the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost. For God said in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 28, For God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, After this, miracles and gifts of healings, helps, governments, and diversities of tongues. All these things have to operate in the church, but they can't operate if the church is out of order and it's not set on the calling in the foundation. That's the reason it's not your privilege and it's not your right because you're upset about something. Or because you're praying in your home, you may be having some people gathering. You may be having some people come together and sing and testify. And you may be studying the Word, but that does not give you the right to go out and start a church that belongs to the ministry of the apostles and that belongs to the leadership for the apostles. You go back and read your New Testament. The churches were ordained by apostles like Paul and Peter. They were established under the apostolic ministry. And the churches were led by the apostles and the elders and the ministry of the prophets. Uh, and you got so many people now that are pastors and, uh, and they, they don't like what happens here and they don't like what happens there. And they just go out and call themselves a pastor and start a church and everybody's... uh Pulling in different ways, they pull in against each other, this and don't like this and it is a big confused mess and God is not pleased in the only thing that is going to turn this around is people to return back to prayer, to go back to seeking God in prayer, to go back. You know, uh, it was, uh, I think a couple of years ago that the Spirit of the Lord i begin to speak to me about prayer, and I know I brought it out, and it's in Genesis, the fourth chapter, and it's the very last verse. And the Lord told me several years ago that prayer is going to return back to the church. But this is in Genesis 4 and 26, "...and to Seth and to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos." Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. There was nobody preaching. There was nobody. There was no gospel to preach. People probably talked about God. They probably talked because I know Enoch did. The Bible said he prophesied. He walked with God. But this was before Enoch. This was Adam's son Seth. And when he had a son named Enos, the Bible says that then begin men to call upon the name of the Lord. What happened? The Spirit of the Lord began to move. The Spirit of the Lord began to draw men's hearts back to Him. And what I've been trying to tell people for many years now, there will be a visitation of the Spirit of God. There will be an outpouring ...of the Holy Ghost... ...but it's not going to be like people think it is... ...it so grieves my heart... ...that all people understand... ...seem to understand about the Holy Ghost... ...is a shout and a talk in tongues... ...and all they preach about the Holy Ghost... ...is tongues, tongues, tongues... ...tongues, tongues... tongues. ...the Holy Ghost is not tongues... ...the Holy Ghost is the spirit... ...of the resurrected Christ... ...and it is mind... ...it is his nature... It is His characteristics. It is the working of the gifts of the Spirit. It is the anointing. It is the power. It is not just speaking in tongues. And people have gotten so sidetracked on this stuff. till It is pathetic. And all people want to do when you talk about a move of God is that they want to talk about tongues. We need the Spirit of the resurrected Christ to come in and restore government, restore leadership, uh, restore wisdom and knowledge uh, and understanding. Restore uh, the working of the Spirit of God in uh, the hearts of man. And and bring it together that there can be a unity of the Spirit. Bring people together in one mind uh, for one accord. Uh, I'm trying to find a scripture and I can't remember. I know... It's in the book of Isaiah, and I'm trying to find it. I can't remember whether it's Isaiah 8 or Isaiah 9. Hang on with me. I'm trying to find it, and I know it's very familiar scripture. Yes, verse 6, and about the only time you hear anybody quote it though, is at Christmas time. But in Isaiah 9 and verse 6, for unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. The government, children, there's got to be government in the church when God set the church up. On the day of Pentecost, I have said this and said this and said this and I'm going to keep on saying it and I'm going to keep on uh iterating it to people come to understand when the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost, that 120 that was there was not the church. They were the government of the church. They were called to be the government of the church. The church was the 3,000 that got saved later in the day. They were the lay body. This was the governmental body of the church. And the Lord told me in August 2017, I believe it was, that the government, uh, it, it is the working, it is the anointing, it is the gifts, it is everything that Paul preached in 1 Corinthians 12. And I'm going to go there, and I may read the whole chapter, but that's okay. People need to come out of this spiritual ignorance. They could not need to come into wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of God's word it amazes me that people do not read their Bibles do you not know that the New Testament says study uh, to show thyself approved a workman uh, unto God that you can rightly divide the word of truth and be not ashamed uh, do you not know that in the Old Testament all that Joshua had uh, was the law of Moses, he did not even have the Psalms and the Prophets at that time. But when he started leading to Israel, the Lord told him, He said, Set my word before thy eyes and meditate on it day and night. Do not depart from the left hand or the right hand. He said, But meditate on it. Set it before thy eyes. In Isaiah 26 and verse 3, it says, The man whose mind is stayed up on the Lord Uh, the Lord will keep him in perfect peace because uh, he trusts us in them 25% of our nation uh, is only antidepressant and anxiety drugs because uh, they have no peace they have no peace because uh, the word of God is void in our daily lives many of you will pick your Bibles up uh, you will go to church on Sunday morning you come in you lay your Bible down uh, you never open it you never study it, you never read it, you never refer to it uh, you never talk about it it never comes to your mind, you pick it back up on Sunday night uh, some of you do and take it to church, I know there's churches that tell you don't bring your Bibles Uh, we're going to take the pastor's word not me if I'm going to the house of God uh, I'm taking my Bible and I'm going to follow you in the word and I'm going to know that you are preaching the word of God and you are expounding, uh, God's truths and you are being led uh, by the Spirit of God to expound that word line upon line precept uh, upon precept and you are going to declare God's truths. uh, But we spend all of our week laboring, doing things uh, that our flesh wants to do. uh, Yes, I know we have responsibilities and we have uh, jobs and we have things that we have to take care of, but uh, there are many hours a day spent doing things. Things that we desire, dealing with hobbies, dealing with things we desire, and God uh, is not our first priority. America. You hear these words wherever you're listening to this broadcast. I know you can get it now all across the internet anywhere you are in the world. If you can have internet you can get this broadcast. Get this broadcast and listen to it. Get this broadcast. Tell your friends to go to the radio station. To go and download the app and get this broadcast to all of your friends. We have got to turn back to God and the first step uh, in turning back to God is prayer uh, and seeking God it is prayer, uh, it is coming together in one mind uh, it is coming together in one accord, one heart uh, and one spirit and we've got to go back to basic uh, foundation believing the word of God and this is what Paul wrote uh, in 1 Corinthians 12 the very first verse, look what he said. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. People are ignorant about spiritual gifts. You ask them about tongues. They can tell you a little bit about it. You ask them about discerning of spirits. You ask them about the gift of faith, the gift of knowledge, the gift of wisdom, the gift of discerning of spirits, miracles, healings. You ask them about the gift of tongues, prophecy, and interpretation. They can't tell you much about it. Why? Uh, just what Paul said. He said, Now, uh, concerning spiritual gifts, I would not uh, have you ignorant. Uh, ye you know that ye were Gentiles carried away uh, under these dumb idols. Uh, even as ye were led. Why did he say dumb idols? Because they cannot hear. Uh, they cannot speak. They cannot move. They are not gods. Uh, but yet people all over the world bow down to these idol gods they do not know a true and a living God and it is time to stand and declare the name of Jesus it's time for you people to know about the Holy Ghost and those of you that has some knowledge and understanding of the spirit of Christ the Holy Ghost the resurrected Christ it is time to get in your prayer chambers and get in your Bible and study and ask God to open your understanding, open your wisdom and Paul went on and said this, wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now in verse 4, Paul gets into the workings and the manifestation and starts explaining what the gifts are and he says here in verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 12 now the diversities now there are diversities of the gifts but the same spirit that word diversities if you go right there it means distinction or variety or differences Uh, you're coming right back uh, to to, uh, the scripture there it means now there are differences uh, of the gifts we know and understand uh, that there are nine gifts of the spirit talking about uh, and and there are differences of administrations Uh, when you look the word administration up uh, it means uh, uh, service uh, of a Christian teacher or typically uh, uh, talking about the diocese or the government in our government type we have an administration we have a a president a vice president type we have a speaker of the house we have different cabinet members uh, that work with the president type these are your administration these are the offices well uh, the administration in the church is the apostle, the prophet, I, the evangelist, pastors, and teachers. I, all five of those are different. It says the differences are the diversities I, of administrations. Every one of them has a function in the church. I, it has an office in the church. It has I, what it needs to do to help the body of Christ operate. this is Brother Metter, I see that our time is about gone. I want to encourage you, go to our website, MansentFromGod.org. That's M-A-N-S-E-N-T-F-R-O-M-G-O-D, MansentFromGod.org. That'll give you all of our information, our service times, how to contact us, how to write us, how to email us, uh, we thank you for joining us. I will try to continue this next week. May God bless you.